voice. Somebody magnify the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus. If you know that he is worthy to be praised, come on, the Bible says that God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. Does anybody feel victory here tonight? I know there is victory here this morning, but I feel the victory here tonight. Praise God. There is something that happens when God's people began to praise. The Bible tells us that praise silences the avenger. Scripture says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hath thou ordained strength. But in the Psalms it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hath thou perfected praise. But when Jesus quoted it, he called it strength. Because ladies and gentlemen, when you began to praise God, you tap into the ordained strength of God. And the scriptures goes on to say that it will silence the avenger. So while you're praising here tonight, you're not just going through the motions, you're not just screaming, you're not just clapping your hands, uh, but I come to tell somebody that while you are praising God, he is giving ordained strength. He is strengthening you. Hallelujah. And at the same time, he's shutting the devil up. He's telling the devil, stop talking to my stop talking to my daughter. Stop talking to my son. Stop talking to my child. Stop telling those lies. And when you begin to praise God, the Lord begins to talk to you. I wonder, can somebody once again lift up your voice? I wonder, can somebody begin to clap your hands and somebody begin to give God praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. It feels like revival around Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle. Does anybody feel revived here tonight? Why don't you turn to two or three people? You don't have to shake their hands because we're trying to be careful and distant, but why don't you give somebody an air five or air fist bump? If you're by a family, go ahead and give them that five, that fist bump, and tell them the Holy Ghost is here tonight. God bless you here tonight. Thank you for allowing the Lord to have his way not only in this service here tonight, but all throughout this revival. And we thank the Lord for what he has been doing in this place. Amen. I want to just say how much I appreciate your pastor and his wife. We have the privilege of having some time of fellowship with two young men, one being their son. And uh, we just had an excellent time here today. And I enjoy and appreciate the spirit of your pastor and his wife. Amen. I say I enjoy and appreciate their excellent spirit. There's a wonderful man of God who has gone on to be with the Lord, Brother J.T. Pugh. He once made the statement that it's a good thing when preachers are Christians. <laughs> Unfortunately, not every minister and every preacher is a Christian, but you have a pastor and a pastor's wife that are truly Christians, and you ought to thank God for that. How many love your pastor's wife and family? Amen. Can you thank the Lord? And once again, we give honor to his mother and father in their absence. Amen. We know that they're enjoying some much needed, amen, rest and relaxation. And they have served here faithfully for so many years. And I believe that they're entitled to that. And we just appreciate Bishop and Sister McKinnis. Can you clap your hands and thank the Lord for the wonderful leadership? Amen. Amen. 
Brother Leland, soon your wife and family, your daughter, they're doing an excellent job leading in worship. Appreciate you, Brother Uncle McKinnis. Amen. So good to meet you. Amen. And I thank the Lord for those kind words because sometimes you need encouragement. But I have to be honest, when you were saying all that, I thought, who's the evangelist he's talking about? <laughs> I said, where did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> but I appreciate you and your family, your son, Josiah. I have a nephew named Josiah. And uh, whenever I heard that name, my mind went back to a revival in a little town called Livingston, Tennessee. Little old Livingston. Amen. Pastor Stringer. And uh, I preached a message called a Josiah Revival. Like I said last night, I don't preach the message, it's over. But uh, when I saw Josiah here tonight, after those kind words, I say, Lord, bless Josiah. Praise God. Use Josiah. Let this generation be a generation that sees a world-shaking, world-changing revival. Let it happen in the name of Jesus. God bless you, Josiah. God is going to use you. Praise God. And then to see Brother Fernandez here tonight. When I saw the red coat walking into the office, I thought, I know that guy. But then when I saw you worshiping God, I saw, oh, yeah, I know where that's from. That's Holland right there. God bless you, Brother Fernandez. Appreciate you and your son being here tonight. Praise God. Praise God. I know this from knowledge and not from revelation. But a few years ago, I was preaching in Bad Acts. And uh, I felt a word from the Lord and uh, Brother Lehman, the district secretary, had asked me to go there. And so I made my way to Bad Axe, and I, I've just felt some things in the spirit. Praise God. And um, it wasn't accomplished. It hasn't been accomplished yet. But I know from your pastor that there is a reopening of the work in Bad Axe. And I don't know who it is connected to that, but I want you to know you go back and tell whoever it is that God is about to fulfill what he has promised, what has been prophesied. There are years of prophecy that are still hanging in the atmosphere. And whoever goes there, they're going to connect with those prophecies. And God is going to bring it down. And there's going to be revival in Bad Axe, Michigan. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! The Lord is about to do some great things. If you believe that once again, can you stand to your feet? Can you clap your hands? And can you lift your voice? Whatever God has promised you, somebody lift up your voice and somebody make a declaration that God is going to do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody clap your hands again. Come on, the Bible says Elijah prayed again. Somebody say it again. Somebody speak it again. Praise God. Praise God. Remain standing with me all over this house. I want to direct your attention to the book of Romans chapter 1. The book of Romans chapter 1, verse number 11. It has been such an honor to be with you in these three special services these last two days. And we thank the Lord for what he did here last night, what he did here this morning, and what he is continuing to do tonight. We thank the Lord for touching Sister Hannah and everybody that's been touched in this place. Those that are watching online, God bless you. Thank you for being connected to Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle during this revival. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, like I said last night, revival is more than just a series of services. But I believe that revival is a state of being. We're going to see revival in our days like we have never seen it before. If you believe that, can you shout amen? amen. Praise God. I do not come with an, uh, uh, a filet mignon message here tonight. 
But I learned that, that if, if you could just get a little crumb that falls from the master's table, if the Lord can just give us a crumb, there's power in a crumb. Amen. We don't have to have a good old uh, 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 five-star meal cooked up. Amen. All we just need the Lord to give us is just a crumb. And that's all I got for you here tonight. Praise God. But I believe that's something special. I believe that something special is going to happen in this place. If you believe that, can somebody shout, let it happen, Lord. Matter of fact, if there's anybody that is here tonight and you've not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, I come to tell you that God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. If it's been a long time since you've spoken in tongues, I come to let somebody know uh, that you're going to speak in tongues tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is going to do it. Does anybody believe it? Somebody shout, let it happen, God. But I believe that, amen, more than somebody receiving the Holy Ghost, I believe that there's going to be impartation in this place. Amen. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Spirit of God is at work. He's not just, amen, flowing in this house. He's not just touching us and allowing us to feel his manifest presence just for any reason. But the Bible says when the power of the Lord was present, it was present for a reason. It was present with a purpose, and that is to heal, that is to restore. And I'm believing here tonight that the Holy Ghost that we feel, amen, has come with a purpose uh, to impart something into our lives here tonight. If you believe that, can you shout amen? Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse number 11, the Apostle Paul says, For I long to see you that I may impart. Can somebody say impart? impart? He wasn't just talking about knowledge. He wasn't just talking about wisdom, but he said that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet, neither the son of a prophet. Amen. I'm just a struggling evangelist. But I come here to tell somebody tonight uh, that there is a timing of uh, impartation. Amen. And I believe that we can understand the timing of impartation. That something supernatural will happen in the remainder of this service. If you're wanting God to impart something into your spirit, if you're wanting God to do something in your life, if you're wanting God, amen, to release something into your spirit before you leave this revival, I want you to lift up your hands once again and lift up your voice and somebody just ask the Lord to allow there to be an impartation tonight. One more time before you're seated. Can you clap your hands? Can somebody show hallelujah? God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you that timing is everything when it comes to the kingdom of God. Timing is everything when it comes to the things of God, especially when it comes to spiritual impartation. The Bible says to everything there is a season and a time. Can somebody say a time? A time to every purpose under the heaven. Can I tell somebody here tonight that God has a set time 
an appointed time to show you his favor, to bless you and to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life. The Apostle Paul understood this. He felt that when he finally arrived in Rome, that there would be a special time of spiritual impartation for the church. He said, I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end, ye may be established. Can somebody say established? Amen. Paul said, when I get there, I believe that God has a set time, that God has an appointed time for his people, for there to be impartation of the things of God. But until he arrived, until then, the believers in Rome had to wait. Can somebody say wait? But waiting, ladies and gentlemen, is very important interval between anticipating and receiving what God has for you. Let me say that again. Waiting is a very important interval between anticipating and receiving what God has for you. It's within that period of time that you are to prepare for what the Lord will do. It's in that period of time that you are to get ready for what God wants to give you. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us Jesus himself told his disciples to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem until they were endued with power from on high. What they did while they waited, what they did in the meantime while they were waiting for the promise, the Bible tells us, is that they began to pray. Can somebody say pray? Whatever you do, Calvary, Apostolic Tabernacle, don't stop praying. Whatever you do in 2021, whatever you do from here on out until the Lord comes, uh, keep on praying because it's while you are praying uh, that God is preparing to do what he desires uh, to do. The Bible tells us that while those 120 were in the upper room waiting and praying, amen, they waited until the appointed time. But when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Bible says that there came a sound from heaven and every last one of them were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. We are here tonight. Because somebody was willing to wait on God. We are here tonight uh, because somebody was willing to believe God. We are here tonight uh, because somebody said God has an appointed time. Uh, and when he gives an appointed time, something is going to be birthed. Uh, something is going to come into being. Something uh, is going to happen that's going to change uh, human history. I come to tell somebody that it pays uh, to wait. And I just share a word of encouragement with somebody in this house tonight. Uh, amen. While you are waiting, don't be hasty. Don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of the leadership in your life. Whatever you don't be hasty. Don't get discouraged and give up while you are waiting. The Bible says uh, that you have need of patience. Uh, that after you have done the will of God, uh, that you might receive the promise. For yet uh, a little while, and he that shall come will come uh, and will not tarry. I come to tell somebody that if you will wait, uh, you won't miss out on what the Lord has for you if you will wait uh, you won't miss out on the timing when God is ready to fulfill uh, what he has promised to do uh, in your life you just got to wait turn to somebody nudge somebody and tell them wait on the Lord come on turn somebody else and tell them wait on the Lord 
The writer of Hebrews makes reference to a passage uh, of scripture from the book of Habakkuk. When the Lord instructed the prophet to prepare for the vision to be fulfilled at an appointed time. Can somebody say an appointed time? The Lord said, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and it will not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. I come to tell somebody whether the Lord has promised you it's going to surely come to pass if you wait for it. I said what the Lord has promised somebody in this house is going to come to pass if you wait on the Lord. But here's the good news tonight. Uh, the wait is not forever. I said the wait is not uh, forever. God uh, has an appointed time when he says the wait is over. You've been waiting long enough. Now it's time for me to open up the windows of heaven uh, and pour you out a blessing. Now it's time for me to heal you. Uh, now it's time for me to bless you financially. Now it's time for me to bring amen to pass, to bring along, uh, to bring to you what you have been waiting for. The wait uh, is not forever. I come to tell somebody when it's time for you to receive uh, what the Lord has promised you, uh, when it's time for you to receive what God wants you to have, when that time's come, you just got to be ready. You just got to be prepared because you don't want to miss out on what the Lord has in store. Whether that's tonight or whether that's next week or whether that's next month or whether that's next year or whether that's 10 years from now, if you would just wait on the Lord, the wait is not forever. But if you would just stay ready, you're going to know the time. You're going to be ready. You're going to know when God is ready to do it. But if you would just hold on, if you would just hold out, if you would just not give up, you've got to be ready. Amen. Can somebody shout ready? Can somebody shout ready? Is anybody ready for what the Lord's about to do here tonight? <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. You don't want to miss out on what the Lord desires to do in your life. You don't want to, want to be like King Saul, who grew impatient and missed out on something greater being established in his life. The Bible tells us that whenever the prophet Saul anointed, uh, whenever the prophet Samuel anointed Saul, that he told him, that in the future, he was to go down to Gilgal and wait for seven days. It was later in Gilgal where the kingdom was renewed by Samuel under Saul, and Saul was made king. But ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't the appointed time that Samuel was speaking of. That time was still in the future. That appointed time eventually came almost two years later while Saul was in a conflict with the Philistines, while some of his men were in battle across the Jordan River. The Bible tells us that Saul waited at Gilgal. Gilgal was a place where sacrifices were made. Samuel was a man to meet the king there. But the Bible tells us that even though the time that was foretold to him was about to come to pass, that while he was waiting within that seven-year period, that I mean that seven-day period, it was while he was waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, the scriptures tell us that Saul became impatient. And he did something on the seventh day that caused him to miss out on what God wanted to do. Because the scriptures tell us that on the seventh day, while he was waiting for the man of God to come, amen, that Samuel delayed. Can somebody say delayed? The Lord said, you're to go to Gilgal. 
you're to wait seven days because seven is very important. As I said this morning, seven, amen, is God's number of completion. God wanted to fulfill something in Saul's life, but because the man of God delayed, Saul took it upon himself to do something that was out of order, that was not the will of God. Can I tell somebody here tonight that sometimes God gives you divine delays to test your obedience to his will? I said, sometimes God gives you divine delays. Uh, amen. Somebody in this house, the Lord has spoken to you. Uh, amen. That it was going to happen in 2020 and you didn't see it happen in 2020. And so you think that because it hasn't come to pass yet, uh, that it's not going to happen. But I come to tell somebody that sometimes God gives you a divine delay. Uh, sometimes he pushes pause button uh, just to test your faith, uh, just to test your obedience uh, to his will. The Bible tells us instead of Saul waiting on the man of God, he sacrificed himself. You know, he was in Gilgal. It's a place of sacrifice. Amen. It's a place, amen, where worship is one to be made. Amen. So I'll just go ahead and do my own thing, and I'll just go ahead and sacrifice myself. But ladies and gentlemen, he missed out on what God wanted to do in his life because he was not willing to wait for the man of God. He took matters into his own hands. And the Bible says that when Samuel came, he told the king, you have done foolishly by disobeying the Lord. For now, would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon on Israel forever. Amen. Samuel says, Saul, if you had just waited a little while longer, if you had just held on a little while longer, amen, God would have established your kingdom forever. Ladies and gentlemen, instead of us talking about David, instead of us talking about the covenant of David, instead of us talking about the sure mercies of David, we would have been talking about, amen, the kingdom of Saul. We would have been talking about the sure mercies of Saul. We would have been talking about how God gave the promise of the Messiah to Saul, but instead of God giving it to Saul, amen, he found somebody else, amen, Saul missed out on his promise in Gilgal because he was not willing to wait, God forbid, that we should miss out on what God has for us, God forbid, amen, that we should grow impatient and think that we don't have to wait on the leadership, that we don't have to wait on God's timing, God forbid, amen, that we ever get to that point, but I pray here tonight that somebody would be willing to wait because if we will wait. Uh, the time will come for the Lord to fulfill uh, what he wants to do in our lives once again. Uh, in the fear of God, I tell somebody to wait uh, on uh, the Lord. Can you lift up your hands uh, and can somebody ask the Lord to help you to be patient? Come on, somebody lift up your hands and pray for patience. Uh, somebody ask the Lord to help you to wait. In the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you here tonight that it's important for us to understand uh, that God has a set time uh, to do what he wants to do in your life. I know it sounds redundant. Uh, I know I said it over and over, but I'm trying to drive home the point uh, that God has an appointed time. You've got to understand that. Uh, you have to understand God's timing. Uh, and then when you understand that God has uh, a set time, an appointed time, then uh, when that time comes, you must respond. I said, when that time comes, uh, you must uh, respond. Can somebody shout, respond? respond? Amen. Somebody say, well, preacher, how will I know? Uh, amen. When is the time? You'll know when it's time. I said, you'll know. The Lord will let you know when it is time. The Bible says that when the Lord parted the waters of the Red Sea, uh, that that was the time for Israel to cross over. I said, when the Lord parted the waters, it wasn't the time for them to stay in the land of Egypt. 
It was a time for them to cross over into what God had promised them. Ladies and gentlemen, the scriptures tell us another time came, uh, amen, for his people. There was a generation uh, that missed out on crossing over the Jordan River. They missed out on their timing. A whole generation, uh, amen, missed out. But when those kids grew up, uh, amen, they came, amen, across that that Jordan River again. Uh, when the time came for them to cross over, they did not miss out. Uh, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the next generation. Uh, the Lord spoke, spoke to Joshua and said, now uh, is the time. Prepare yourself uh, for when the priests, amen, bear the ark, uh, when they step into the waters, I am going to part the waters. And ladies and gentlemen, the, the Bible tells us that the time came, that set time, uh, that appointed time that God spoke to Joshua and the priests, amen, who were bearing the ark. Uh, the scriptures tell us that once they stepped into the water, once they stepped uh, into the overflow of the banks, uh, that the Lord caused the waters to part. Uh, they walked into the middle and the people of God uh, crossed over on dry shot. It's when the priest, amen, carrying the ark, stepped into the water. And it's when the waters parted, that was the time uh, to cross over the Jordan. Amen. Can I say it again? When the waters part, uh, amen, when the waters are parted, that is the time to cross over. When the Holy Ghost uh, is moving, when the Spirit of God uh, is doing the work, that's the time for you to get your blessing. Uh, amen. That's not the time to look at somebody else getting their blessing. Uh, that's the time for you. You can't get a blessing by watching somebody else get a blessing. You could get goosebumps, amen. You could get a good feeling. You could feel good all about yourself because you're looking at somebody else getting a blessing. Uh, but they're getting a blessing, not you. Uh, but when you begin to participate, when you respond, uh, when the Holy Ghost is moving, when the waters uh, are being parted, when you respond, uh, that's when you can get your blessing. That's when uh, you can receive your healing. Amen. The Holy Ghost was so powerful and so thick in this place here. Last night, there was no telling uh, what the Lord was going to do, but somebody said, I'm going to get my blessing right now. I'm going to receive my healing. Amen. Sister Hannah lifted up her hands. Nobody, I pray that nobody told her to do it because we got, there's a thin line between faith and absurdity. Amen. There's some that can have a zeal, but not according to knowledge. And sometimes in our zeal, we can do more harm. But when the Holy Ghost begins to talk, uh, when the Holy Ghost tells you to do something, uh, you can guarantee that God is working. You can guarantee uh, that God is healing. You can guarantee, uh, amen, that there is going to be a miracle that's going to bring a testimony to Almighty God. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Holy Ghost is moving, uh, when the waters are parted, that's the time uh, to cross over. Can somebody, amen, lift up your voice with that hand clap? Uh, come on, can somebody lift up your voice? Uh, somebody make a declaration. I'm not going to miss out. I'm not going to miss it. There is somebody in scripture that I want to bring to your attention here tonight who understood the importance of a divine appointment. And that individual was Elisha. The Bible tells us in 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 that it came to pass that when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou? that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today. And he said, yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. 
laser him whenever it came time, that appointed time uh, for Elijah to be taken away. Elisha recognized it. Uh, and the scriptures tell us, amen, that he had an opportunity, amen, to, to, to somehow miss out. But because he was faithful. Somebody hear me right now. Elisha had been faithful to serve the prophet Elijah from the first time that he felt the mantle laid across his shoulders uh, while plowing in his father's field. Uh, amen. He was to, to be the next, uh, amen, prophet in Elijah's place. He was to be Elijah's uh, successor. But ladies and gentlemen, Elisha did not have an entitlement mentality. I said Elisha did not have an entitlement mentality. Amen. He knew that God had spoken to Elijah, that he was to be the next prophet in his place. But instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to get the mantle anyhow. I'm going to be the next prophet anyhow. No, he didn't have that kind of attitude. He didn't say, give it to me, preacher. It's mine. Amen. This is my position. This is mine. Amen. I, I, I gave this X amount of money. I'm entitled to this in the church. No, he didn't have that kind of entitlement mentality mentality, but he kept a servant's attitude. The same attitude that he had while he was plowing uh, in his father's field. Uh, the same kind of attitude that he felt when that mantle was laid over him. Uh, the same kind of attitude while he was pouring water upon the hands of the man of God. Uh, amen. It was that same kind of mentality that I'm going to remain a servant. Uh, I'm going to remain faithful. Amen. God doesn't owe me anything. Uh, he might, amen, have a calling for me. He might have a plan for me. He might have an anointing for me. But I'm not going to be, amen, have this entitlement mentality that I should just get this Noah. Amen. I'm going to remain humble. I'm going to remain ready. I'm going to keep on being faithful. And whenever that time comes, whenever God wants me to have it, that's when I will get it. He kept a servant's attitude, uh, and he didn't want to miss out uh, on that appointed time. He wanted to receive a spiritual impartation uh, before Elijah was gone. And the Bible tells that Elijah gave him an opportunity to stay back in Gilgal. Can somebody say Gilgal? Amen. There is no sense for him to make the trek with Elijah. Amen. He was going to be the next prophet anyhow. But no, Elisha remembered that Gilgal is where Saul missed it. He remembered, amen, that the prophet Samuel said to Saul, God would have established your kingdom forever. Something that was eternal. Something that was beyond him. Something that was beyond history. Amen. Would have been established. He would have been connected to God Almighty in a way that no other human being, amen, would have been connected. And Elisha remembered that. He said, no, I'm not going to stay here in Gilgal. I'm not going to miss out like Saul missed out. I'm going to keep on going. Wherever you go, Elijah. I'm going, so let's go on to Bethel. And the Bible says that he followed Elijah to Bethel. Amen. But it's there in Bethel that the sons of the prophet recognized uh, what Elisha recognized. And that was uh, that Elijah was going to be taken away. But Elisha understood something that they didn't. I said Elisha recognized something that the other sons of the prophet did not recognize. And that was uh, a divine appointment requires uh, that you show up. I said a divine appointment requires that you show up. It requires action. Amen. You could talk about all the faith that you want to talk about. You could talk about how many times you came to church. You could talk, but I come to tell somebody, amen, that if you don't show up spiritually speaking, if you don't come ready for what God wants to do in your life, amen, you're not going to receive what God has for you. You've got to show up for a divine appointment. When God says it's the appointed time, it requires action on your part. 
So he said to those sons of the prophets, stay in Bethel. Stay where you are. Keep your peace. Uh, amen. Shut your mouth, in other words. Uh, but I'm going on with the man of God. Amen. The Bible tells that Elijah offered Elisha to remain in Bethel. But he didn't want to just come to Bethel and not be changed. I said Elisha didn't just want to come to Bethel and not be changed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bethel means the house uh, of God. Can I tell you that over, amen, 23, 24 years of ministry and 20 years on the evangelistic field uh, and preaching in over 465 churches in our fellowship uh, that too many times, myself included, uh, that too many have been satisfied with just going to the house of God uh, without experiencing any real change without experiencing any real spiritual change. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I believe that God, amen, I don't believe that he sent the pandemic. I don't believe uh, that he caused the pandemic. The reason why we have the coronavirus, the reason why we have this pandemic is because sin is in the world, uh, because of what happened in the Garden of Eden, uh, because Eve was deceived and Adam disobeyed. There is sickness, uh, there is disease, and unfortunately there is death. Uh, that's the reason why we have pandemics. Uh, this pandemic is nothing new to history. Amen, there have been several pandemics, but what I do believe is that God has allowed this pandemic up. I said I believe that God has allowed this pandemic to wake somebody up to get somebody out of this entitlement mentality to help somebody understand you just can't go through the motions Hey, we could get mad at the government all that we want to for having to shut things down. But could it be uh, that God, amen, who, amen, turns uh, the authorities at his will? Uh, could it be that God said uh, some of those uh, that have been too complacent, some of those uh, have just been going through the motions, they think uh, that just because they were baptized years ago, they think uh, that just because they've had the Holy Ghost for X amount of years, they think uh, that just because they, amen, are goody two-shoes and coming uh, to the house of God that they're okay. Uh, but the Lord said, I'm going to make it to where you can't even come to church, but you got to realize that you are the church. I'm going to make it to where you got to have more than just religion. You got to have relationship. Can I tell somebody in this place that you cannot be satisfied with the status quo? Amen. Men of God, don't be satisfied with the status quo. Amen. God's put something in your DNA. There's some prophecies from years ago that were in your grandfather and that were in your father, and God has deposited into your spirit. The time has not happened yet. It is it happened in your grandfather's days. It didn't even happen in your dad's days. But God's put something in you that's about to happen in your day. So don't be satisfied with the status quo. If there's anybody in this place that just wants to go along to get along, if there's anybody in this place that just want to go through the motions and stay in yesteryear, let them stay in yesteryear. But you go ahead and move forward because God is about to give this church a revival. God's about to give this city a revival like you never seen it. Oh, somebody understand, I'm not preaching against those who've been faithful. Thank God for those who made the sacrifices to get us to where we are today. Uh, but there are some people in the church that said, uh, amen, I, their favorite song is, I shall not be moved. I don't care what you say, preacher. It didn't happen in your granddad's days. It didn't happen in your dad's days. It's not going to happen in your days, but the devil is a liar. Amen. Stop talking the devil's talk. And somebody speak up. Some young person speak up and say, God is going to give us revival. Oh, hallelujah.
Come on, somebody, if you see the vision, if you believe the vision, the Bible says it's going to come and it will not tarry. God's about to do something in this church like you've never seen before. Amen. God knows if you believe it or not, but I wonder if somebody would lift up your voice. I wonder if somebody would clap your hands if you are part of Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle. Clap your hands to let your pastor know that you believe it. God's about to provide some resources that are out of your reach. God's about to provide some resources that are out of your reach. But he's going to put it into your hands. The Lord trusted your grandfather. And he trusted your father. And he trusts you. And God's about to give some resources. I'm not a prophet, neither son of a prophet, but the testimony of Jesus Christ uh, is in this house. And I come to tell somebody, amen, that the time is now. Can you lift up your hands all over this house? uh, And can somebody make that declaration? (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands into the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You could be seated for a few more moments. Amen. So the Bible tells us uh, that they went beyond Bethel. Elisha wanted to go beyond just going through the motions. He wanted to go beyond. And so they went beyond Bethel. And the Bible says that they came to Jericho. And the same offer was made to him by Elijah to stay there. But the same response came from Elisha, the sons of the prophets, amen, that were there in Jericho, recognized what was about to happen, just like the sons of the prophets in Bethel, amen. But they did not respond. They said, you know that your master is about to be taken away. Amen. Elisha said, I know. (laughs) But hold your peace. And the Bible tells us that those 50, amen, sons of the prophet, while they were at Jericho, got a good look. But that's all they got was a look. They missed out. They stayed right where they were. And they only became spectators. While Elisha and Elijah went beyond Jericho. Ladies and gentlemen, you will remember, amen, that Jericho was where the children of Israel first came when they crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land. It was the place of their first major victory. But Elisha wasn't content with only celebrating the victories of the past. He celebrated, amen, what God did for his people. Amen, when they crossed over the Jordan River, he celebrated what God did at Jericho. He celebrated, amen, that they had land to live in, a place where milk and honey flow. He celebrated all the history of the past, but he was not content with just celebrating the past. He wanted to go beyond Jericho. Praise God, I left my handkerchief back in Saginaw. Praise God, so I got a paper towel, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It still works. Amen. Praise God. Somebody came into this place and you're missing something. You feel like you're missing something, but I come to tell you, just grab a hold of what you got. Hallelujah. Just hold some faith up and say, Lord, this is all I got. 
Amen. And Lord, I'm going to use this little faith I got. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I said somebody's got to tell the Lord, I'm going to use the faith that I have. I want to kiss somebody, lift up your hands, praise God. That's not for everybody, but that's for somebody here right now. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that they went beyond Jericho because Elisha wanted something more from God. I wonder here tonight, is there, is there anybody that wants something more from God? Amen. You're thankful for what the Lord did last night. You're thankful for what the Lord did today. But I wonder if there's anybody in this place that will lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want something more. How can I tell somebody here tonight is when you want more and it's when you understand the timing of impartation that you will experience the miraculous because the Bible says because Elisha wanted more that he watched as Elijah smote the waters of the Jordan River. It wasn't just this little small little river <laughs> but it was that same Jordan River that the people of God had crossed over to get into the promised land. Amen. Elisha was able. You read your Bible. Go back and read it. Amen. The scriptures, you'll see it. Uh, that the Bible says that Elijah took, amen, the mantle, and he smote the waters of the Jordan River. And the waters parted so that both of them could cross over on dry ground. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how the children of Israel had crossed over into their promised land where the priests bear the ark. But now it was Elijah and his protege, Elisha. He was able to witness something uh, that others only talked about in history. He was able to see the waters part for himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says that it was after, amen, they crossed over the Jordan. That's when uh, the time came for impartation. Elijah was about to be taken away. He was about to part, uh, but not before rewarding Elisha faithfulness. And the Bible says that Elisha had remained focused. Uh, he remained faithful up to that point. Uh, but hey man, he made a request uh, for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Uh, but the prophet told him, uh, you've asked a hard thing, but if you will remain focused, uh, amen, you still got to remain focused. I know that you made the trip, uh, amen, from Gilgal, from Bethel, from Jericho. Uh, you even saw the crossing, amen, uh, the, the parting of the waters, and now you've crossed the Jordan, uh, and here you are with me now. This is the place. Uh, this is the time. Uh, this is the appointed time. Uh, hallelujah. But you still got to remain focused, Elisha, uh, so that you can receive what you came for. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, amen. Elisha had a made-up mind. Uh, I'm not about to give up now. Uh, amen. I served this man of God all this time, and now, amen, here I am. Uh, hallelujah. I made the trick trip. Uh, I made the trek. Uh, I made the journey. I'm going to remain focused. I'm not going to be distracted. Uh, I'm not going to miss out. Ladies and gentlemen, and I come to tell somebody here today uh, that whatever you do, you've got to remain focused. I said you've got to remain focused. If there's somebody here tonight and you've not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, just keep your faith uh, and your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and don't let anybody distract you. Don't let anybody stop you from receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, if you're here tonight and you want something more, you want God to anoint you, you want God uh, to use you, you want God to empower you, uh, whatever you do, don't be distracted by somebody who's carnal. Don't be distracted by somebody who's just blowing their gum. Uh, amen. Don't be distracted by somebody who hasn't come for the right reasons you just remain focused uh, and God's going to do something for you uh, that he will not do for them
Come on, does anybody believe that here tonight? Can you clap your hands and can somebody shout hallelujah? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it was when Elisha remained focused on the man of God. And at a point in time, the scriptures tell us that the chariots came. Those chariots of fire separated them. And Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind. The Bible tells us, uh, amen, that the mantle fell. And Elisha was able to receive a double portion of Elijah's spirit that was wrapped up in that mantle. He received an impartation because he was faithfully serving the man of God. He understood the timing and he remained focused. I come to tell somebody here tonight, as we get ready to come to a close of these three special services of revival, that if you will remain focused, if you will remain faithful, and if you will understand that God has an appointed time, you will receive what you have been waiting for. You will receive what the Lord has in store for you here tonight. I want to come one more time. Somebody lift up your hands. Somebody, amen, focus your faith on the Lord right now. Come on, somebody lift up your hands all over this house. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stand with me all over this house. Elisha received the mantle not just because he was called to be a prophet. It wasn't just because he was the next in line to succeed Elijah. But he received the mantle because he understood that God has an appointed time if you will remain faithful and make sure that you're in the right place at the right time, you will be rewarded. Some people, they don't realize that one of the keys of being used of God is being faithful and being in the right place at the right time to receive an impartation. Let me say that again. Some people don't realize one of the keys to being used by God is to be faithful and to be in the right place at the right time to receive an impartation. Ladies and gentlemen, God does honor prayer and fasting. Amen. The effects of these special services has been a result of your prayer and fasting. But can I tell you here tonight that some things in the spirit, especially the spiritual gifts, are not just received through prayer and fasting, but through an impartation of the spirit. I know of many people who could pray rings around certain individuals. And they have fasted more than other individuals. But they wouldn't know how to respond to the moving of the Holy Spirit if it slapped them over the head. And that's the honest to God truth. There are some people who are not sensitive to the things of the Spirit, even though they know how to pray and fast. And that's because there are some things that are only imparted by the Spirit. It's when the Lord says, now is the time to pour out my Spirit. Now is the time to impart spiritual giftings. That's when it's time to receive. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I've been taught, amen, some things you receive through osmosis. By just being around somebody. And you can receive an impartation. I'll never forget when I was in Bible school, I had a desire, hunger to be used by God. And I said, Lord, I'm not smart enough. I don't have a pedigree. I don't have any prestige. I don't have anything. But I found a prayer room in Bible school. But I'll never forget, Brother Lee Stone King was coming through. And 
And I only saw pictures of Brother Stone King, never had a chance to be around him, but he was coming to Kansas City. And I was in Bible school in St. Louis. And so I made my way. And I received an impartation. And man, there was another time before that time in Kansas City in Southern Illinois. It was down in Southern Illinois. Amen. In, in, in Herrick, Illinois. I'll never forget, Brother Stone King was preaching there. And that mass of people, Holy Ghost was moving. And when I had my hands raised, I felt a hand. And I heard a voice. And I felt a fire come in me. And something happened to me. Praise God. There are times I can remember, amen, of one particular revival. That same evangelist I mentioned this morning, that our church had a, a hundred so revival in three months. The Lord miraculously healed my leg as a teenager years later. Years later, I had already been evangelized, married with kids. But little did I know that our world was going to be turned upside down. But it was in that service, the evangelist, amen, took the, the suit jacket of my father in the gospel. And I'm not saying I have his anointing or his mantle. I'm not saying that. But I do remember that night he was preaching about Elijah and Elisha. And he took that suit jacket of my former pastor, Brother Black. He, he looked like a middle linebacker. I mean, he looked like he could play for the Detroit Lions. He was just a massive guy. He had the biggest hands in the world. And so he took that jacket. And the evangelist was preaching about Elijah's mantle. I didn't know what he was going to do, but while he was preaching, all of a sudden, I had to pay attention. He didn't tell me to pay attention, but I kept focus on it. And when he threw, amen, that jacket up, I hopped off the platform. It was, amen, it was, we had seven steps to go up, and I, I hopped off that platform. Praise God, I tried to keep it from hitting the ground, Lord. I tried to keep it from hitting the ground. And I, I got a hold of it. I put that jacket on. It was too big for me. <laughs> Amen. People wanted to take pictures. I'm like, oh my God, you're making too much out of this. But, but something happened that night. I went back and my pastor asked for his jacket back. And I said, yes, sir. Give it back. The evangelist didn't want me to give it back. He probably wanted me to pay for it or something. But amen. I put the jacket on. The, my dear and precious mother was going to be with the Lord. Yay. <laughs> I said, I got to gotta have your own mantle. Praise God. But ladies and gentlemen, I have reached a lady at the corner of Walgreens. It's a lady who was away from God. She was working at Walgreens, and unfortunately, nobody in our church ever witnessed to her when they went to Walgreens. And we were a church that was known for evangelism, for witnessing, but she said, you are the first person that ever invited me to church. But I'll never forget that dear sweet lady came to church, and God gloriously refilled her with the Holy Ghost. Amen. She was baptized in Jesus' name. But that night, that night, it was a Wednesday night, so she was at work at Walgreens. I didn't tell anybody what happened. My wife was back in, the, in one of the classes, and she didn't know what happened. But I'll never forget that night, leaving church, stopping at Walgreens. And when I did, Pastor McKinnis, amen, she looked at me and she said, Ethan, what has happened to you? I said, what do you mean? She said, what has happened to you? Something happened to you tonight. She said, when you walked into this place, I could feel the power of God. I got goosebumps immediately when you walked in this room. And I just looked at her and I said, there was something that happened. There was an impartation. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I had come out for an extended fast. And God blessed me off of that extended fast. But it wasn't that extended fast. It was being at the right place at the right time. And there was an impartation. So I haven't come just to preach here tonight, but I come with a purpose because the Holy Ghost has spoken to me that there's going to be impartation in this place. Amen. Somebody's going to leave here anointed. Somebody's going to leave here called. Somebody's going to leave here gifted beyond your own natural talents. God is going to use somebody. Somebody is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody is going to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. God is about to do a work of impartation. So I come to tell somebody, amen, to get ready. I come to tell somebody to position yourselves. I come to tell somebody to remain focused. I come to tell somebody to look up and get ready to receive. Jesus said, amen, to wait. But if you will wait, that you will be endued with power from on high, that you will be clothed with power from on high. I want it all over this house. If you will lift up your hands. Come on, somebody all over this house, lift up your hands. on, don't be distracted. Come on, if you're watching online, right where you're watching, lift up your hands. Come on, keep your hands raised. Remain in the spirit of prayer. Elijah said to Elisha, you've asked a hard thing because Elijah knew that what Elisha was asking for was more than just a piece of garment. It was a double portion of his spirit. It was not, amen, Elijah's human spirit he was asking for. But it was that spirit of the anointing that only come from God. Ha <laughs> ha. Amen. And Elijah knew that it wasn't mine to receive and it wasn't mine to give. He said, you've asked a hard thing because only God can do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Dear and precious young lady that came with this young man here tonight, he's already here in the altar. But I wonder if you would just come and stand just right here. Praise God. Hallelujah. My dear sister, I mean, I felt it already. Amen. You still have your hands raised, my brother. Amen. When you when I got here last night, amen, I want you to come. My dear sister, come as close as you can. Praise God. Amen. God's going to do something for all of us here right now. Praise God. Elijah said, I can't give it. It's the Spirit of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the impartation comes from God. I can't give anybody anything here tonight. But there is an impartation tonight for so everybody, I want everybody else to be seated just for a moment. Stay in the spirit of prayer. Be seated for just a moment, everybody. Be seated for just a moment. Amen. Everybody, everybody, if you don't mind, praise God. Be seated for just a moment. Praise God. But those that are at this altar, I want you to keep your hands raised. Praise God in the name of the Lord Jesus. All over this house, let's just pray. As I said last night, I'm not going to pray for anybody unless the Holy Ghost tells me to.
If you are here tonight, the greatest thing, impartation you can receive is the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you are here tonight, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to stand to your feet right now. If there's anybody in this house that you've never received it, if you want it, if you want it, amen, you can stay right where you are. You don't have to come to the front, amen. If you just got to stand, you got to respond. Is there anybody here? Praise God. Thank you, sir. I want you to lift up your hands towards heaven. Amen. Forget about everybody else around you. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Focus your faith on him. If you've not yet asked God to forgive you, why don't you do it right now? Matter of fact, why don't we all ask God to forgive us of anything in our lives? Come on, can we all pray together with our brother? Lord, forgive us of any sin, for any mistake, for anything that we've done in our lives that's not pleasing to you. We're asking, oh God, that you forgive us. Jesus, you died on the cross. You said that we would confess our sins. You are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, Lord, we ask that you'll forgive us even now. We thank you, Jesus, for your work. We thank you for the work that you did at Calvary. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, can we clap our hands all over this house? Can we thank the Lord for his mercy? Can we thank the Lord for his goodness? That's it. Now keep your hands raised. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my dear sister that's with them, God touched you and gave you victory today. So you're going to help me, amen, pray for him right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. Keep your focus on the Lord. The highest praise you can give God is hallelujah in any language. So I want you with faith begin to praise God with the hallelujah. That's it. Hallelujah. Keep your focus on the Lord. That's it. The Lord's about to change your words. He's going to give you other words to speak. you got to speak it out. It's going to be God letting you know that his spirit is coming on the inside. That's it. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it all over this house. Somebody stand with my brother. Lift up your hands. Come on, let's allow the Holy Ghost to give us a renewing. Let's allow the Holy Ghost to give us a refreshing right now. That's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you need to go, your pastor's going to dismiss you. Not everybody can come to this altar here at once, but you have not missed out on anything. You have not missed out on anything. There's something that the Holy Ghost told me was going to happen. Amen. And it happened tonight. Praise God. But you have not missed out on anything. If you want something from God, this is your time to get it right now. Amen. Don't go off your feelings. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is not Hollywood. We're so caught up with, this, with showbiz and the spectacular that when the supernatural happens, we don't know how to respond. But praise God. Amen. It's all about being in the right place at the right time. That's what it's all about. Praise God. So whatever you need from the Lord, if there's anybody here that wants the Lord to use you, you want to be used by God, amen, I'm asking you right now to respond. If you want to come to this altar, you're free to do so right now. Please keep in mind others, amen. So let's, let's practice social distancing as much as we can, but you don't have to come to this altar to receive something from God. This whole entire auditorium is an altar right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, 
In the name of the Lord Jesus, there is impartation in this place.